Hello and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast, a podcast where we invite you to be part of their world. We're your host, Jared and James, and today we're talking about Gen Con event registration and our reactions to it. We're also talking about news from our friends in France. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to another week. Last week, we talked about the road to Gen Con with our good friend, Sean, a.k.a. Lee Barbs. And today, we got some opinions on how event registration went down, plus some pretty exciting news coming out of France. So, James, were you following the Gen Con event registration debacle at all? Uh, I Well, this is one time when not going to Gen Con has helped me uh, keep my uh, blood pressure down, uh, but I was following it a bit. Uh, especially about an hour or so after they went live and seeing uh, just the chaos that was going with uh, how fast they sold out and people with like 82 million people in front of them in line. (laughs) I mean, it was just, it was crazy. I look back now and even today I was listening to the Lorcana cast podcast where they interviewed Teddy and Spencer from Glimmer Gang and listening to Teddy talk, he's like, yeah, I plan on doing all seven of the starter deck tournaments. And I think a lot of us thought that, I mean, may- maybe not all seven, but I think we all thought we'd get at least two or three. Um, but let me tell you, that was not the case. Um, so this process sounded a lot similar to the process you go through for your Comic-Con hotel registration, where you hit the button and then it places you in a queue. So I was at my parents' house. And my phone never has good reception there. I don't know why I didn't think about this. But as soon as the button went from gray to red, I clicked on it. And do you know where my starting spot was? No. Or do I you want to know? No, I do want to know. I was at spot number 5,974. And yeah, I think if you were on Twitter, you probably saw my real-time reactions. I think I put up there... R.I.P. My chances of getting into Lorcana starter deck tournament. <laughs> yeah, and, and that happened to so many people. I mean, there were thousands of people hitting that button. Yeah, I think Stephanie of the Illumineers was in the eight thousands. So, so many of us. I think only one or two of the content creators that we follow were actually under a thousand and actually got tickets. But I was counting down the time. My first half hour of waiting in the queue, I moved exactly, I counted, it was like 43 spots. Jeez. And my first hour, I moved exactly, okay, I shouldn't say exactly, but I did count. It was like 94 spots. And I'm like, am I going to have to wait an hour for every thousand people that are ahead of me? Now, luckily, just like the hotel registration, they did fix whatever bugs they had. And by noon, I think 1230. No. Okay, by 230. I waited like two and a half hours. I was able to look at my cart. And I bet you're not going to be surprised by what I saw. No Lorcana? No Lorcana. They were all sold out. And okay, actually, you know what? Here's the weirdest thing. So I click on it. It brings me to my wish list and there actually is one of the events that was not grayed out and i was like did i get so lucky 
Um, so I clicked on, there were two buttons. One said proceed to cart and the other said process wish list. And I was thinking maybe I have to process the wish list before I can go to the cart. So I clicked on process wish list and it put me back in the line at over 6,000. And by the time I got back, that was gone. It was long gone. Jeez. So I was kicking myself in the head. Lesson for those who are going to go to Gen Con next year, click on the view my cart button. <laughs> yeah, the, apparently. The, the directions are just not that clear. Yeah. It's unfortunate when website, when, when sales don't have uh, how-tos or test sites or, uh, you know, an FAQ or something to help you through the process. Yeah. A good one. <laughs> and I will say it was uh, interesting watching the community react in real time. So many people, I mean, we go back to this. How many people were like, oh, you know, it'd be cool if they have events, but I'm mostly going, you know, because I want to meet everybody and get my hands on some Lorcana product. But on Twitter, as all this was going down and people were like, I didn't get my event. You know, I'm I'm not going anymore. So many people were just writing off Gen Con after they were not able to get into any of these events. It was, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was, it was an interesting afternoon. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to be, I mean, I'm, I'm sure some of them, it was just, you know, the heat of the moment. Right. And once they, once they thought about it, like, well, no, I still get to go and buy product and hang out with people and play games. And there's, you know, thousand other things to do at Gen Con for four days. <laughs> Literally. Just work on it. So I mean, you can go and still have a great time. But yeah, it is it is super disappointing when you don't get that thing, that one thing that you really wanted. Well and then uh it was just interesting to watch how information spread. There were some people who shared a clip of an email that said tickets are non transferable. And then somebody else asked uh, Gen Con directly, are you able to transfer these tickets? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. It's easier to transfer it in digital. So you had half the people thinking that tickets are not transferable, half the people thinking maybe that they are. And, and then everybody asking and begging and pleading. Yeah. If you have an extra ticket, think of me. And I, I can't say it's out there begging and pleading, but... I threw a lot of salt out. I, I was very salty, <laughs> I will admit. And our community is so great, so awesome, um, that somebody um, on, on Twitter, their handle is at Daniel C. Brown, uh, offered me an event ticket. So I will be playing in a starter deck tournament on Friday morning. That is awesome. It's so awesome. That is great. I mean... And, you know, one thing I'd want to point out, and I mentioned this in Discord at one point, but there were thousands of people hitting those buttons. And I'm sure that there were hundreds, if not thousands of people who put at least one, if not all seven Lorcanas into their wish list. And you have to think, you know, all it takes is for the first 59 people who get access to click that button to go through with all seven things in their cart. And they're gone. Yeah. There were 59 available for those starter deck tournaments. It only took 59 people to take all seven and they're gone with you at, you know, 6,000th in line. You know, that's 
5,940 people ahead of you who also will be disappointed if that yep. happens. So, I mean, it was, it was going to go quick no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I'm not putting anybody at fault for this. Like, yeah, Ravensburger probably could have had more tournaments and Jin Khan could have had a better sign-up process, but Lorcan is just popular and everybody wants to get their hands on it and everybody wants to play in that first tournament at Gen Con. So I'm not I'm not placing blame with anybody. It was just it felt like a gut punch that first day when I was like, I've been here since before day one, before D twenty three. And now I'm gonna have to miss out on this opportunity. Meanwhile, James is over there. I'm not even going to Gen Con. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. no, I get it. No, uh, because uh the the supply vastly inferior to the demand i mean way below demand at this point and it's just the way that honestly every step of the way it's the way that lorcana has been from the beginning and to not know that something like this i mean we all should have suspected that something like this was going to happen uh but it still is as you said a gut punch when when something ha- when when you don't get that thing that like you're you're hyper focused on, I mean it's it's happened so many times over the years at Comic Con. It's it's just like I don't I I can't say I'm like you know uh, used to it uh, in in the moment, but looking back, you know, like yeah, it's it's something that I'm used to, but it it still hurts every single time. Yeah. So uh, what do we do? We're going to talk about next about what you do if you're one of the millions of people <laughs> who did not get event tickets. Uh, so you're going to ask yourself, uh, one, as you mentioned, is it still worth going for all the people who said they won't be going now or might not? And two, what else can you do while you're there? So, I mean, I think we've already answered number one, is it still worth going? Like 100%. I mean, unless that was the only reason you were going, but we didn't even know about it until a few weeks ago. So how could it have been like the only thing you were going for? You know, I've had people messaging me, like I've been talking to a lot of people and I can see arguments for not going. I mean, think about how much money you could save by not going to Gen Con. And if you really do want to go all in on Lorcana, you could put that $3,000 or whatever towards buying Lorcana product. That is, that is 100% the reason I'm not going to Gen Con is we made that decision to not spend the money initially because it would have been a few thousand dollars just to be there, not counting product buying and all the other stuff that would happen. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, is a, it is a very valid decision of I'm going to reallocate that money to maybe a vacation and more Lorcana <laughs> or something like that. So, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, that don't, it it would be, I th- I mean you can do it. I mean we're not we're not gonna you know we're not gonna tell you what to do, but um it would be it would just I think you'd set yourself up for disappointment if you quit if you just decided not to go just out of you know anger and frustration because yeah. they are leaving so much on the table of other things that you can do. Yeah, and I think that you may have uh, you may have a lot of. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word, but a lot Regret. of yes, a lot of regrets afterwards of when you see all the people that are having a great time playing, playing in the halls, playing in the hotels, playing on the floor, just you know whatever is happening, going to all the other things that are happening there. Maybe FOMO. Um, 
for me, like even if I didn't get that event ticket for the tournament, uh, meeting people from the community, uh, number one was most important, but number two, just being there for the launch of Lorcana. How many people have we had on here? And we're all Lorcana fans, so we're obviously all a little biased, but so many of us think that this game has potential to be the next big thing. And to be there when this game launches at Gen Con with Steve and Ryan and the whole team, and even just being able to watch the tournaments, for me, that alone would be worth it. Um, I'm starting to debate whether it's worth it to get in line to fight for product. I already have a lot on pre-order for my stores. I mean, I'll probably still be in line, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. You're still getting some for me. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I still don't know. I I still don't have a single pre-order in at any stores. Uh, and I don't know if I ever will. So, uh, you know, everyone go, go get in line for me and everyone buy me like one thing. <laughs> <laughs> as far as question number two, we spent a lot of time on, is it still worth going? Um, what else can you do there? Uh, I have asked around a lot to see what other people are doing. There's something called true dungeon that a lot of people are doing, which is like, uh, a role-playing adventure where you go through like an actual dungeon, um, like a role-playing, like a live-action role-playing game. Sounds so, like it's kind of like a mix of a dungeon escape room kind of thing, right? Is it? Yeah. Is it, really an escape? is it actually an escape room or is it just like a role-playing thing? Great question. Yeah. I did not look into it. I, I mean, escape rooms would be are awesome though. I I tried looking at other events, but like they say, there are over there are over seventeen thousand events, and I'm like, where do I even start? Type in type in a word of something like type in uh, academia to look up My Hero Academia, see what's going. I on. did. They're they're not there. Oh, well, I, I would say one of the things uh, since it's uh, Disney related is uh, I'm sure that. Uh, Fantasy Flight is going to premiere Star Wars Unlimited there in some manner. So if you're a Star Wars fan, you can go check out that new trading card game. Eh, I have one love, James. <laughs> it's not Star Wars Unlimited. <laughs> and no, no disrespect to people I that are excited. you could check it, it out. I didn't say you could fall in love with it. It's true. I just, I don't know. The art and the layout of the cards just feel, yeah, to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Some of the art's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned it uh, already, but uh, not not here, but I talked about it uh, on Discord. And uh, Lorcana art is anywhere from pretty good to amazing. I mean, there's a few yes. pieces that I think are they're like okay, those are good, but they they don't they don't they're not they don't look at them and say oh that's that's awesome. But I look at the few pieces that have been revealed from Limited, and I mean, pretty good is about as high as it gets. And some of them are like, oh, that's not that good at all. So Arcan. I understand what you're saying. And, and the and the card design looks like some of their older stuff that they've done, like the Star Wars card game, I think, or a little two-card player, two-player battle game that they did. LCG. It looks, yeah, it looks like those, it, it, kind of like the design is basically just carried over and they just put in art instead of uh, screenshots or something like that, you know? Yeah. So, But I'm, I'm definitely interested. But there's... I mean, there's going to be all, almost all of the other card games are going to be there, you know, with like Magic and Pokemon. And I mean, 
there's going to be bo- massive amounts of board games and massive amounts of smaller companies and people showing off some game that they've created that you can walk around and see and not just event. I mean, you don't have to like go to every single little event that you want to go to, but I mean, just walking around and checking out the booths and seeing some, maybe find some super cool dice that, uh, that someone's selling that you want to get, or uh, maybe something that you want to check out all of, like for me, one of the things I enjoyed doing when I was um, going to a couple of the shops around and then uh, to Gamma was looking at all of the different brands of uh, sleeves and storage things. So if you're new to trading card games like we are, um, then maybe that's something you would want to do so that you could get hands on with stuff and see what fits for you to use. I mean, you can use it as a, as a, a shopping experience, which is part of what it's supposed to be. Oh yeah. Which, you know, bank account's not going to like it, but Hey, <laughs> have all the cool stuff, right? That's right. And go, go around and, and grab promos of stuff and, and try out some games. Maybe you'll find your favorite new game that you play at home. Uh, who knows? There's one thing that I want to see. It's called card Hala. It's called card Hala. And they just have a bunch of like bulk cards in there. And then people go and build like uh, houses out of these cards and stuff, build like this little village. So that's something I want to go check out. And I know that uh, they do it at uh, WonderCon and Comic-Con, but they also have, um, I think, places where you can go paint miniatures. Mm, yeah, like they that. Do. I would assume they do it there. So you can either learn how to paint or just get some miniatures and paint them up and, you know. There's going to be so much stuff. I mean, if you are a gaming person, now, if you're coming into this as a Disney fan and you only care about Lorcana because it's Disney and the card game aspect of it is just a bonus, then and you're planning to go to uh, Gen Con for whatever promos they might have or to win at the tournaments or whatever, then yeah, maybe at this point you may not want to go because the one thing you wanted place at a tournament is no longer within reach but i mean if you're a gaming fan why wouldn't you continue to go to gen con because it's the biggest biggest best thing for gaming uh out of the entire year yeah for sure so now there's another thing that you can do one final thing to get into and i'm doing air quotes into (laughs) the tournament and that is you can actually sign up to uh, teach Lorcana to other attendees. Uh, I so did you- this. I signed up for it. You did? I did. That's I figured, awesome. why not? So uh, Pastime Events is running the staffing at Gen Con. And you can sign up to help uh, teach people how to play. Uh, applications close on, let's see. Well, they'll be closed by the time this actually comes out. Um, so maybe we have we posted about this uh on on the on the tweeters and uh i'm sure yeah, people know about it right so, yeah it's been shared around but right, that's good. not a bad idea to uh, share it because it does close by this time tomorrow right so you get paid to do this so you'll you'll not only get paid you know go to gen con but you'll get paid for a few hours shifts are like 4 to 5 hours ish um, and you can get uh, multiple shifts in a day if you want. And, you know, there you go. You can help out. 
Yeah, I mean, and not only do you get paid, they pay for your Gen Con badge if you've already paid for one. Um, it's not shown here on these pictures that I put in here, but once you submit the application, um, they're going to give you a t-shirt, so who can complain about that? But they also said that you would get some kind of um, souvenir to remember the occasion by. So I was like, why not? You know, I'm here for Lorcana. At this time, I didn't have my event ticket. So I was like, I still want to be a part of it. So why, why not help out? So you could either help teach people how to play or you can help with the tournaments as like a judge. And so I thought I was going to teach people how to play, but the uh, tournament shifts worked out better and they sounded more interesting. So those are the, those are the shifts that I signed up for. That's pretty awesome. And as you know, again, it's, it's something you can do if you didn't get tickets and uh, keeping a positive outlook on it and being able to be around it and seeing what's happening. Now, it may also increase your uh, sadness about not competing if you're right around <laughs> it, look, watching it happen, but still, you could be there. So that's pretty awesome. Yep, and you also know that we are going to plan an unofficial Lorcana meetup, and you won't want to miss it. Um, it will most likely be Thursday evening. Details to follow. I was talking to the person behind the Gen Con Twitter account, and she was telling me that we could actually uh, submit an event request through Gen Con, and they would find a room for us. And I was like, huh, that's neat. So I filled out the application, and then I hit submit, thinking, why not? Like, I put the cost as free, and when the application was submitted... It said that the estimated cost would be four hundred dollars. It's like, okay, maybe I misunderstood. For some reason, I thought we were getting the hookup with a a place to gather. Um, so if that doesn't work, because I don't know anybody that wants to fork over four hundred bucks for this, maybe that's why I'm working these events to pay for this room. There you go. Um, no, probably not. Have a have a. You know, a, a PayPal donation or a, a little thing at the front. It's like, hey, if you want to donate, donate five bucks or something. Yeah, that's a possibility. But if not, we'll definitely find out a hotel room or somewhere else that we can do it because yeah, yeah. we want to meet up. And Thursday evening, there's no uh, starter deck tournaments. Everybody should be there by then. So that's why we're leaning towards Thursday evening. There you go. Okay. So that's Gen Con. Uh, I guess that's pretty much it, unless they announce something new and exciting. That's basically it until we actually get to Gen Con. I think yeah. we just have to find out uh, what actual product they're going to be selling and the limits on it. And uh, I think that, and then of course, any card reveals as we go forward as people want to find out more of what's in the starter deck so they can kind of practice and plan. Uh, you know, playing those decks. So other than that, I mean, Gen Con is kind of like, it's just going to be here before we know it. And uh, it really is. I mean, it, it's basically two months away. It's yeah. like two, two, two months in a week or something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. But we also did get some news this week uh, out of France where Lorcan, uh, Ravensburger is doing Lorcana store demos 
and uh, we got some information from the Lorcana France TCG account uh, where they shared information about uh, just a variety of things uh, from uh, talking to the Robinsberger representative. Um, so again, their Twitter is uh, Lorcana FR, and uh, his name is Victor. And this is the information that we got. The first thing was, um, here's the big news, I think, which is following the demo session, the main news in the, about the development of the game is that set seven, number one's not released, and <laughs> set seven is in development, which means, is that coming out? Is that number true? Is it coming out in 2026? I mean, first of all, that's unbelievable, but I mean, I think it's 2025, so isn't it? Set one and two will be out this year, and then sets three, four, five, six will be 24. Yeah, 25. so set seven should be 25. Yes. So through 2025, where you're having sets pretty much guaranteed, set two and three are being printed. That means both set two and three. See, I had assumed set two was done a couple of months ago and set three would be done soon. But apparently set three is done and being printed and sets four and five are currently in design, which means they will be going off to the printers probably in the next few months. It's just, this is pretty wild to me. Uh, I mean, people, when Lorcano was first announced, they were like, oh, this is just a cash grab. They'll support it for a year or two. And I guess this is still in the year or two timeline. But the fact that they are already thinking about set seven tells me that they are committed to the long term of this game. I mean, I think that's I think that's awesome. Yes. And I, I can't wait to see what's coming. I mean, if if it's any indication about what they said for the first chapter where the first four uh sets are essentially the first story. Um uh, if they continue I don't I, I would like to see if they continue doing that or if they kind of just uh mix it up and have like some special sets now and then where it's like just a one off release or if they do shorter sets or even longer storylines and and like when they introduce if and when they introduce Pixar if they do like an entire year of Pixar story or something like that which would be pretty cool so it'll just be interesting interesting to see what these sets are i would love and one of my very first podcasts before i ever had you on i would love to have these special mini sets like a halloween mini set i mean for me that'd be like the ultimate Lorcana and have Mickey as a vampire, Goofy as Frankenstein or whatever, pick your holiday. But if they did something like that, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Yes. And I mean, they do, they do it so well at the parks where the characters all have like a Halloween costume and they all have uh, a Christmas costume. And so, yes, I would love a winter holiday set and a spooky set and uh who knows what else uh you know a summer fun set where they're all going to the beach or something yes stuff, stuff like that where they can they can give keep throwing these random ideas and keep making these weird dreamborn versions of exactly everything. yes and just keep going forward from there and and it, it makes it to where you can have all these characters over and over again in completely new and different environments so yeah yeah that's yeah of the game so it really is Okay, so he was not done with his text. This is a whole thread. You covered one of the big uh, news announcements. There's another one coming. Um, 
But this one, he says, regarding organized play, the promo cards that will be distributed in the first two sets will be exclusively in the original version in English. So I'm guessing that's the Mickey, Yzma, and I forget what the other one was. Is that what he's talking about? I think so. The ones with this that little uh, like pieces of two pieces of pie uh, logo. Yes, yes. Logo. So yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was. Was it was Hey Hey the other one? I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. So in those fact, three that were in that picture. Yeah, that's how I understood it too. Okay. In fact, the very next point on this tweet says: In addition, they will feature a specific promotional logo or icon, which, like you say, is the two pieces of pie logo right there. Yeah. <laughs> so not not a lot in that tweet. But it's nice knowing. I mean, I and I assume what they're, what they're saying is that if the first two sets will be exclusively in English, that means after that they may be in the other languages going forward. I think that's a safe assumption. Okay, and then the next thing is the bell card given for initiation to shops will also be in English but will be identical to the one found in the boosters. Now I was talking to him to clarify what this meant. It was Tinkerbell, right? Tinkerbell. Yes. Okay. You heard okay. already. Yeah. I was, I was, I was like, I was trying to think about it. It's like bell. Was it the bell with an E or was it the other one? But no, Tinkerbell. And then this one is the one that has caused quite, quite the reaction. And that is, no competitive scene the first year. They expect there to be sufficient card pool and a solid player base. So what they're saying is that there will not be any Robinsberger run big tournaments for competitive play in the first year. That's what he says that they said. Uh, and a lot of people are concerned about this, worried, not happy with it, I think. That's so, an understatement. Um, I, because I am new to trading card games and also to never have gone and done all of these tournaments and stuff, and it's not my, like, overriding a number one thing to go and be competitive at this game. I would like to try it, but it is not the one thing I want to do. This doesn't concern me. Uh, now, obviously, there are people who this does concern greatly, and, uh, you know, that's their, coming from their perspective of how they want to play the game. And it's affecting them in their desire to play and or collect or try try out this game. Um, but I understand what Robinsberger is doing is they are building a card pool, as it mentions, and a solid player base. I mean, you can't have tournaments if people don't know how, you know, if there aren't enough people to actually compete to play the game. So... I mean, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I want to throw two caveats in there. Number one, uh, this is a secondhand report. So we have to take it for what it's worth. Number two, uh, Victor wrote a follow-up article where he fleshed all these points out. And he specifically said Robinsberger France said that they would not have any competitive scenes in the first year. So will Robinsberger North America follow their lead? I mean, probably, but we don't know. But the amount of reactions that people got, or the amount of the 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 level of reaction from people in the community. I mean, people were talking about just quitting the game before it even comes out. Um, the the well, second, again, you know, 
that's the way people are. I mean, some people are just like hyper competitive and that's all they care about when playing the game is True. playing this game and being good at it and winning Yep. in a competitive environment. And that's all they want. And if they don't get it, they'll go to a game that has it. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to say is even though Robinsberger may not be doing it, like at Gen Con, they have uh, past time events um, uh, hosting the game. And I guarantee you that these um, third-party companies, there's Pastime Games and there's another one, I can guarantee that there will be competitive-level tournaments for them. It just won't be official Robinsberger tournaments because the interest is there. It would be silly for somebody not to capitalize on it. Right. So if you, the person who was saying that, you know, you have to have a competitive uh, tournament or some kind of competitive event in order to play the game, Someone will know that. Someone who runs events will know that and understand the market for that and run one because they know that they can make money off of it. Yeah. I mean, do it. If there's enough of you, which I'm sure there will be, then they're going to make money. Yeah. I mean, I think I told you, maybe I haven't, but I am planning on going to this Miami TCG convention. Yeah. And they plan on making a big deal of having a Lorcana tournament. And that's in October. So. It's going to happen. Absolutely. Uh, I think even if they wait a year, it's fine because then they can make a secondary, second year splash at Gen Con and have the very first ever like national tournament or whatever or the kickoff of their national tour regionals or whatever they want it to be. Yeah. They can have it at Gen Con and make another big splash at Gen Con two years That's in a row. True. That's true. Now, before we move on, I do want to circle back. Did we know that local game stores were going to be getting a special promotional Tinkerbell card. Did we know yes. that? We did know that, actually. We did? Yes. Okay. I saw it in one of the m- many articles that came out in that short time span over like a week or two. It was it was mentioned in one of those articles. Okay. The stores will be getting 40 tiny tacticians, I think is what it said, to kick it off. Okay. 40. Okay. All right, so moving on to the next tweet. You get the tweets with all the good stuff, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, regarding the products, all pack cards, starter, etc., will also be available in boosters. So what it's saying is there's no exclusive cards to specific items. Like in My Hero Academia, if you wanted specific cards that were in the starter set, you could only buy them in the starter set. Um, but that's not the case with Lorcana. Um the, the treasure trove will be exclusively in English for the first two sets. It should be available in French from the third set. Exactly like what you said. Yeah. So, I mean, this was obviously stuff that we knew uh, where, you know, they had said multiple times on Twitter and in, in events and stuff that there would be nothing exclusive that was available in one thing that wasn't available in the other for the release. So, Again, this is just them making sure that they're getting that language out there in all avenues possible to make sure people know that they don't have to go hunting down every little thing to collect this game. One again, it might not be news to us, but there are so many new people who are hearing about Lorcana for the first time that it's definitely news for some people out there. Right. And going into each store, like this was a store tour. So they were going into the stores and telling people that are running the stores and shopping at those stores about this. And that may have been the first time they heard about it because they're just not plugged in like we are. Yeah, for sure. So the next one, uh, 
the next this is the next event that uh, Lorcana official will be at in France. The general public will be able to play the game at uh, Flip de Partenay and PEL uh, next July. So coming up in two months, less than two months, maybe. There's two events. Yeah. People will be able to demo the game and play it. That's pretty exciting. If I were in France, I would go. Yeah. And because uh, the next thing is, oh, let's see. You actually have it here. The festival, uh, what is it? The Flip de Parthenay? Yeah, this is the uh, Flip one. That's July 12th. Wait, it's that long? I know. July I was, 12th to July 23rd? I, I clicked on the webpage to see if it narrowed down exactly when Lorcana would be there, but I don't speak French. Oh, or English. I don't speak French, and the website was not very user friendly. So, and I, and I was just lazy. So, that's crazy. There's no convention that that that's that long, right? It's like, it's like wait, so that's just like a I farmer's market. It it's it's the French. They just like everything like that. So Le Mans is how many <laughs> days? You know, it's just there really long things. Let's race for a day. <laughs> Drive for a day. Whatever. Anyway, um, so yeah, they're going to be showing up in France for actual gameplay if you can make it to one of those events. I wonder if the uh, starter decks will be revealed at those events. Oh, that'd be cool. I mean, it's two weeks before Gen Con, and I have a feeling that we are going to get those lists before Gen Con. So we'll see. Maybe some Emerald cards someday. All right. Let's finish off this Twitter thread. Uh, regarding set two, it will be on sale at, I'm guessing that's local game stores. Yeah. It will be on sale at local game stores from November 17th and available everywhere from December 1st. Here's the main information. See you soon. Biceps. I mean, again, this is information that we knew already. So not a lot to touch on there. No, but, and it's information we knew. Uh, I think that had been announced in an article previously. Uh, so, uh, it wasn't, um, unknown information. It's just nice getting more confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. That's, that's still, that was a, a lot of good news for just someone popping into a store and giving a bit of a demo. Uh, so the set seven and then the organized play, I think were the two biggest takeaways from that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that's about it for, uh, well, all the news and discussion for the day. So let's move on to our newest segment, the Lorcana Lexicon. And what do you have for us today, Jared? Yeah, so this was something that I saw in the Discord. They were talking about a term called honestic. <laughs> um, are you familiar with this term, James? Did you see that in the Discord? I did not at all. Okay, so it was actually Sneaky Buffalo from... Spencer from the Glimmer Gang, and he was talking about this term called on a stick. And of course, I have no idea what that means. And so when he defined it, he said that it's a character that has an ability that mimics an action card. So like uh, Maleficent is a uh, dragon's breath, dragon's fire on a stick. The, the dragon Maleficent, I should say. There's so many Maleficents out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the character is on a stick, so it would be Dragonfire on a stick because it is the one that repeats what the action does. Correct. Okay. Yes. All right. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's one I will ever use, but it's one that no. I heard. And I was like, right. huh, that would be that'd be neat to share. What, what, what Lorcana Lexicon is teaching me is that Magic the Gathering has influenced virtually all of these terms. Because when when I'm looking them up, it's always like, well, in Magic, they had this card that was named this and does this. And uh, also that every little thing has been turned into a special term uh, in trading card games. <laughs> so we'll never run out of material for Lorcana Lexicon is what you're saying. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> Uh, and that was that's it for the Lorcana lexicon. And I don't think we have any other little bits of news that really happened either. Correct? I mean, the news was the stuff coming out of France, which we covered already. Um, but otherwise, there's really nothing else. And of course, as usual, watch them drop some card or something tomorrow <laughs> in between recording this and and pushing it out. So if you're listening to this and there was a reveal of like ten brand new cards and everything then we're sorry. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready for Jeopardy? I think so. Okay. It's my turn to ask you. Um, so we'll begin with 100. This is an easy one. Well, I shouldn't say that. This is the color of flounder stripes and the little mermaid. What is blue? Correct. Okay, for 200. This is the name of the well that swallows Pinocchio. Oh no. I'll name it I'll I'll do it from uh Indiana Jones. Oh the whale. The well. Oh, wait, well. Whale. Well. Well, the whale is I know this one, Monstro. Monstro. <laughs> How did you arrive to that by saying well 50 times? <laughs> that is correct. I was saying that while I was thinking about it, trying to remember what it was, but going to Disneyland helps because yes. Monstro is part of Disneyland in that uh, storybook land, right? Very good. Two for two, man. And I thought that was going to be an easy one. Okay. This is the country that the Jungle Book takes place in. What? It takes place in a specific country? Correct. Uh, I'll just say India. What is India? Ding, 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 ding. Wow. You're okay. on fire. Okay. We are returning to the Jungle Book for the 400 question. Uh, these are the animals that raised Mowgli in the Jungle Book. What are wolves? Oh, easy peasy. That was an easy one. See, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if people would remember that it was wolves. Okay, for 500. This is the name that Ursula takes on when disguised as a human. What is Vanessa? Five out of five. Yes. You nailed it. All right. See, I don't know, like... That actually is a hard one if you don't know because she I did not know that until really know that until a couple of years ago when they came out with a doll for it at D23. And then I'm like, oh look, it's well, who is that? 
and and Beth had to explain it to me because I had completely forgotten. <laughs> and then I remembered from that point on somehow. So not because so, of watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, great job. I think that's twice now you've been. That is twice. So doing pretty good. All right. Feeling confident. All right. So let's wrap this up. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. You can follow us on YouTube. And you can follow me on Twitter at Citizens of Lorcana. And James, where can they find you? You can find me everywhere online at Dan Regal. And uh, currently, until Comic-Con happens in late July, you can catch me weekly on the SD Concast, live on YouTube on most Tuesdays leading up to Comic-Con, or just catch it on any of your favorite podcasting platforms or watch the replay on YouTube. Uh, SD Concast for the SDCC unofficial blog. Awesome. And I think that's about it. So uh, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.